All right, and welcome in to our viewers of the Buffalo Basement Podcast on the Built-in Buffalo Network. I am your host, Matt Deigert, and as always, to my right, I have my co-host, Pat Bruckness, PatTheBill5 on Twitter. Um, I am at Matt Deigert on Twitter as well and on Facebook, and uh, we want to welcome you guys in tonight. We do have a quite a jam-packed show for you tonight to talk about the Cowboys, talk about, um, you know, show James Cook a little bit of love for his huge game that he had, um, and and a bunch bunch more. So we'll definitely take this. Glad you guys are here to take this ride with us and as always we are brought to you by sons of erie definitely check them out sons of www.sonsofeerie.com they have some great art pieces up there some bills related art pieces and some bills related uh um, apparel as well so definitely check them out and uh pat welcome into the show uh thank you for hopping in with me oh no problem thank you for having me thank you for everybody for tuning in what a show we have what a game last sunday against the cowboys matt yeah, that was a that was a great game. I was uh, nervous leading up to it. I I picked the bill or picked the Cowboys 35-34 um in a in a high scoring game and we saw that the Bills defense actually stepped up and uh held them to held them to 3 points until the last like three minutes of the game. So, um you know, final score of that game was 31 to 10 and uh it was it was like we had said before like last week. It was literally the um <laughs> the, uh, the 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 trenches that won the game for the Bills, and that's really what it came down to. Um, and in a little bit, we're going to show James Cook some love here as well on the Buffalo Basement Podcast um, for his his great game. Like I had said before, um, he, uh, you know, Pat, I know you have the stats for him, yep. but uh, uh, let's get into it here and talk talk a little bit more about the the great things that we saw from the uh, from the team and from uh, you know the 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 defense the defense specifically. So, um, where do you want to start? Let's start with the defense. The defense gave up 195 total yards, 10 points allowed, which seven of those points came when our starters were out of the game. Three sacks and an interception by Christian Benford. We really controlled. We really won the game in the trenches with the defensive line, having Dak Prescott under pressure throughout the whole game. He wasn't able to run. We kept him contained, minus, I think, twice. We brought the physicality, too. It was nice to see. We... We were physical from the first whistle to the last whistle, which I thought was really nice to see considering a narrative around the Bills' defense is that we get out-bullied. We're not usually the bully. We bullied the Cowboys. Oh, absolutely. Offense. Absolutely. I mean, you saw it. I mean, James Cook had more more total yards than the entire Cowboys team did. So, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, and if I, if I had come on the show tonight and told you that Josh Allen was like seven for 15 for 94 yards and a t- and two touchdowns, one rushing, one, um, um, one, one rushing and one, one, uh, throwing, um, what would you have said to me? What would you said the outcome would have been? Well, considering we have not seen Josh Allen have to win us a game like that, I would have thought we got destroyed. We got blown out. And that's exactly what it is. And, and that's the nice thing where it comes down to it, where, the the bills show that they actually can run the ball now and right. you know james cook is starting to look like you know a, a superstar like it's really what it's starting to come down to and um you know that's the real nice thing about about this team is they can now win multiple different ways and the offensive line is showing up and you know i know that they dropped down to second overall in passing uh but it is you know, as far as um, as far as that goes, I, I definitely definitely was excited to see him, you know, kind of explode. It was like a James Cook game. And, you know, how many yards did he end up having that game? James or Cook ended up with 179 rushing yards, which averaged yards per carry was 7.2. He had 42 receiving yards off two catches, which is a 21 average. And he had a receiving touchdown. So 221 total yards, which was more than Dallas's whole offense, who had 195. Yeah, so I mean that's that's just crazy. I mean Dak had 130 something yards, and uh, a lot of those came on that last drive. So with that, with that, I mean I I just that defense just stood on business and just (laughs) it did let them uh, shut down the run game. Like we said, we had to make them one dimensional and that's what they ended up doing. And in turn, they held them to three points until that last drive. When you had players like Tyler Matikiewicz in the game, Um, you know, you know, we do have, you know, a question here. Um, Do you know who had the sacks besides, since you have the defensive stats, do you know who had the sacks besides Floyd? 
Yeah, Jordan Phillips had one, and I believe it was Tyrell Dawson who had one as well. So those those were your three sacks. And then um, I I see, and that's the thing. I really wish they would have split the the uh, the sack, the Jordan Phillips sack with Von Miller. Miller because they yeah. got to the quarterback at the same time. Like they right. were there. I know that Jordan Phillips kind of caused it by being there, but they kind of met at the quarterback, and it should have been a half a sack. But um, you know, that's definitely uh, definitely something too. And yeah, I mean, and even even one of our one of our viewers said that. Ty Johnson had, you know, six yards per carry and he's starting to starting to look like uh, a serious contender to, you know, take over the uh, take over the backfield as well or not take over, but take over that number two role actually moving on and, and be a kind of like a, 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 you know, that second running back moving forward. Right. And, you know, that gives them a flexibility to bring back either Latavius Murray, if he wants to come back or a, or a Leonard Floyd or, or I'm sorry, not a Leonard Floyd, uh, Leonard Fournette. And then, you know, potentially have him on the roster next year. And we'll, we'll definitely see what, what, what transpires from that. And, uh, you know, but we still got this year to talk about, we're going to talk about rooting interests here in a little bit, um, you know, to see what we want to, what we want to see every single week, or I mean, or this upcoming week, I should say, um, we do have the injury reports and everything like that. So, um, definitely, definitely stay tuned for that stuff, but, you know, getting back to the Cowboys game here, um, I, you know, I, I would have never thought in a million years with Josh Allen, like that they could have, they could have won a game like that. Josh Allen did still make his plays. Stefan Diggs still did make his plays, had had almost probably one of the catches of the year, you know, <laughs> to extend that drive. And that in the in the rain, um, didn't have the rain gloves on or anything like that. And that, that seemed to be an issue early on in the game, especially with like Dalton Kincaid. Right. So right. he had even like Greg Olson pointed it out. And me personally, I would have never noticed. Like that's something I would have never noticed as far as the gloves go um, that he had rain gloves on to start the game and he immediately changed them once he had two drops, you know, the one could have been for a first down and then the other one may have, you know, picked up a few extra yards. So they would have had a better, a more manageable, manageable third down. So with that, with all, all that being said, I mean, what else are your takeaways from this game, Pat? Well, we were able to get off the field on third down and stay on the field offensively on third down which I said last week was one of my biggest keys to victory was convert on third downs and shut down Dallas on third downs. And another thing was CD lamb did not have a big game against us. Either didn't really anybody on Dallas's offense, especially when you shut down a wide receiver, like CD lamb, who's a top 10 wide receiver in the league. If not top five, shout out to the defense in that game. Yeah. The, the defense is playing very, very, very well. And, um, you know, it, that's the thing. I mean, it, you know, one, another one of our viewers just pointed out that, you know, yeah, Leonard Floyd actually is the first one in all of McDermott's era to be here. Um, now has 10 and a half sacks. He's the first one to go over 10 and 10 sacks since McDermott's been here. Uh, Vaughn almost did it last year. He had eight before he got hurt. Um, he was probably going to end up, you know, crushing that, but, um, right. you know, Leonard Floyd seems to have, you know, started to make his money. It definitely showed that he can make his money. And he may be a potential to, you know, stay on the team next year. You know, I would, I would definitely love to see them kind of try and work out something with, with the, with one of his void years to keep him here for a little bit longer. Um, and then, you know, as far as, as far as, uh, you know, as far as the defense goes, I really thought that once, once Trey White went down, that we were probably, um, that we were probably done. Uh, you know, as far as being able to shut people down because it wasn't just, you know, it was Trey white. And then the next week it was, it was uh, Matt Milano and Daquan Jones and right. Daquan Jones is coming back. So, which is great. Unfortunately, Milano may not probably isn't coming back during the regular season. We'll see what happens if he were to, you know, if the bills were to make it to the AFC championship or the Su- super bowl, um, which we're all, you know, crossing our fingers, hoping for is as fans, but definitely, definitely would be something nice to see is, um, you know, him coming out of the tunnel in the AFC championship game or in the, um, in the Super Bowl or anything like that. And again, there is, there is scenarios where the bills, if they were to be able to get here, um, or get there, they can potentially play at home in, in the AFC championship game. There are scenarios for them to get up to the, to the second spot that would, that would all depend also on Baltimore if they take the one spot, but we need a lot of help from, we need some help from Baltimore as well. And again, we'll get to that when we get to the scenarios, but um, 
yeah, just a just a great overall game by by the by the Bills. I mean, thirty one to ten, they were they were dominated basically from the from the you know the word go, and that that first run and the you know the one that got voted for for angry run of the you know of the week with uh, that was that was a statement run right there because he got stopped five yards six yards maybe and he ended yeah. up having eleven yards on that carry so. This this offensive line, this team is showing that they can win in multiple ways, and they're going to be dangerous as they as they get closer to the playoffs. And there's a lot of teams that are not going to want to see them during the playoffs, especially now that Joe Brady is, um, you know, getting to or getting the ball to James Cook or helping Josh Allen to get the ball to James Cook um, in in ways that he's scheming scheming him open. And we saw it multiple times. Is he is just doing what he can to scheme guys open, right? So you're seeing it at the beginning of games where he's running certain plays, but then, you know, a quarter later, two quarters later, he's coming back to that play, but kind of, you know, putting a little bit of a spin on it. So it's getting guys open. So he's building on plays where that's one of the, that's was one of my main gripes with uh, Ken Dorsey, Um, you know, with Ken Dorsey, is that he wasn't scheming guys open. He was literally just running plays to, you know, beat the defense, you know, that's going on right now, you know, that they're actually showing right now. And you can't do that because you have to build on things as you're going through the game because teams are going to adjust to the, what you're doing. Just like we right. saw in the Bengals game, you know, they, they, they had thrown that same play a week prior Two weeks prior, it got it. You know, it was one reception uh, a couple weeks prior, and then two weeks in a row it was an inter- same play was an interception. So, I'm I'm fully enjoying what we're seeing from from uh, Joe Brady, and that he's he's taking these plays and and building on them, and and bringing in, you know, building blocks to to kind of build on that offense, right? So, um, what are your main takeaways from the offense? Well, one thing I do want to talk about the offense was our offensive line allowed one sack, which shouldn't have been a sack. Josh Allen broke free. The referees called the whistle too early. I don't agree with that. I felt like our offensive line played well. We really didn't, on certain run plays, we didn't block Micah Parsons. We let him through and ran the ball to the other side, which I thought was schematically genius run the ball to the opposite side and just don't guard Micah Parsons. Right. I they mean, that's stop one the run. Of, yeah. And that's one of the things that Dan, Dan Orlovsky was talking about on, on uh, Monday or, or Tuesday is they were, you know, he, he called it hopping the back and then they were running to the other side and they were leaving Micah Parsons a completely unblocked. Right. So they were running at the weakness of the Dallas Cowboys and letting their star player star pass rusher, just kind of sit there and do nothing. So, you know, and one of the, one of my bright spots of the entire year and somebody that when we talked to talk to Dan Mitchell earlier this year um, on one of our shows is, is Spencer Brown. He looks amazing this year. Like he, I don't know where that, where his ceiling is going to end up, but it really does look like he, the back injury from last year was really hindering him a lot. You know, right. I mean, right. <laughs> I breathe wrong and, and my back starts hurting. I don't think I could go, go block some of these guys. So, you know, <laughs> um, I, I fully commend him. And, you know, he's he's in the in, in year three. And I'm I'm excited to see where this entire offensive line goes, you know, moving into the future, even if the Bills don't make the playoffs this year, which I fully expect them to at this point. If they, you know, because they have the Chargers, they have New England. Um, and when we get to the rooting interest stuff here in a little bit, we'll go over, you know, what we have this week and what we need to have happen. And, you know, to kind of solidify a, a potential playoff spot for the Bills. Um, and on that but, subject. Yeah. Deion Dawkins has allowed one sack this year. He, that's another one who's playing out of their minds right now. Right. Right, yeah, the the offensive line is is just, I. Everybody was counting them out early, earlier in the year, right? Right. So. It comes down to it where 
they actually Aaron Cromer's done a great job getting them in, in, you know, in the position. It helped that they they got basically a first round talent at the end of the second round in Osiris Torrance. Right. Um to that slid in and you know took over for Bates at the right guard spot and kind of solidified that side of everything because you have two giant humans now over over on the other side. And now then you have Mitch Morris, you have um, McGovern, who you brought in from free agency, and you have Deion Dawkins, who and those guys just continue to show out every single game. Even, you know, they did have a little bit of a, a, a you know, a pullback game in against the Kansas City Chiefs, but they still blocked in crucial situations and allowed Josh Allen to find find what he needed to. Unfortunately, in that game, they should have been. <laughs> they should have, uh, you know, thrown the ball to Gabe Davis, but it's like he, uh, Josh Allen is almost moving away from Gabe Davis at this point because he's got like a 21% drop rate in, you know, yeah. at this point. And it's just, it, it's unfortunate because we need him to kind of step up in, in these big last three big games of the year, because you lose any one of these games, you're probably talking about, you know, sitting at home on the couch, uh, you know, watching the playoffs yourself. Right. Yes. The bills, there is still ways for them to get in at 10 and seven, but they are losing a lot of the tiebreakers as well. So um, right. I believe I the only tiebreaker we have is against Indy. That's the only person we have a tiebreaker over the only team. Correct. And so we have to win. Yeah. So and and on top of that too, there's other there's other tiebreakers we can get. You know, Miami loses one more, we control our own destiny, things like that. But um, you know, if Miami loses the next two and we we drop one, you can still win the division at ten and seven. Just there's there's a bunch of situations that can happen. But as far as that goes, what are your last takeaways for the Cowboys game? Well, we can win a game without Josh Allen being Superman. <laughs> James Cook is a is on the verge of becoming a superstar under Joe Brady, which we'll get into that in a little bit. And the defense continues to play well the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, that that's my main takeaway is, is, you know, the, the, the four words, the four words from, uh, <laughs> from um, our, our friend over on the going deep Buffalo podcast. Thank you, Ty Dunn. Thank like, you, Ty Dunn. It, it, in itself. I mean, it's just absolutely crazy that, um, you know, that came out and then all of a sudden the team is <laughs> tied together and it's, they've now won, they're two and oh, since that point. And they have only lost now two games in December. I think they're 16 and two in December. Right. And, right there. and the two games they lost in December were in, um, 2021. So, right. My takeaways from there, from the Dallas game is, McDermott stepping up and calling a great defense and with what he has. Um, and on top of that too, is Rasul Douglas plays another good game. Like he's just looking like he's becoming, you know, the most valuable guy on the defense at this point. Cause he's shutting guys down. Like it, he is. you, you know, you can't, he almost had another what interception this game, uh, this past game dropped yeah. it, but yep. uh, you know, unfortunately, but um, let's move on now. Cause I know you wanted to show some, uh, some love to James cook here real quick. Um, you know, last thing on the Cowboys game real quick, you know, 31 to 10 great overall win for the team. And, uh, you know, we did, the bills did, uh, kind of step up and, and take it from there. So with that being said, Pat, go ahead and take, take over from here for the, uh, um, James cook love. Okay. Well, as everybody knows, James cook has really broke out under Joe Brady and here I have the stats of when Ken Dorsey was calling the plays into when Joe Brady was calling the plays. So with Ken Dorsey, he called 10 games for the Bills this year. James Cook had 120 rushing attempts, 615 yards, 5.1 yards per carry, and a rushing touchdown. Receiving stats were he had 24 receptions, 199 yards, 8.2 yards per catch, and a receiving touchdown which comes out to about 81.4 scrimmage yards per game, 61.5 rushing yards per game, 19.9 receiving yards per game, and two total touchdowns, which is one every five games. One touchdown every five games. He's So, Matt, how do you feel about those stats right there that I just showed you? 
I mean, it, it definitely, like we were talking about before, it definitely, definitely seems like uh, there's a conceded effort to get, um, to get James Cook the ball, right? right. So he's starting to, he's starting to see, and we're starting to see him start to break out. And this was, you know, 179 yards rushing this past game, two touchdowns um, total. It's just it's crazy to me that they now have a back that um, is starting to look, you know, and I, I know it's small sample size, but having somebody that is able to scheme things for him and get him the ball in his hands. I know it's a little early, but he's starting to look like somebody that we had back in the 90s during the Super Bowl years. Do you not say saying it? he's he's I'm not going to say it because I, you know. He's not Thurman Thomas. He, he you right. know, he's a completely different running back. Thurman was a little bit faster um, or shiftier, I should say, but he's starting to show those type of things that he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can run the ball. He's finding holes. It does help that there's starting to be holes that are opened up, like that are, you know, Mack truck sized. So, but he's running through them now. Sometimes right. it does take you that little bit of time for them to transition from college to, especially as a running back, to transition from college to the pros and, and start to see these things and have the game start to slow down for you and um, start to be, you know, using, using your eyes more to find better running holes and, and, and kind of take over from there. So um, I'm, I'm a big fan of James Cook. I was when they drafted him. Um, I, I, did I did want them to take Brees Hall personally, because that was the year that you had Brees Hall and then James Cook. Um, I want him to take Brees Hall over Kyir Elam. But as we found out, you know, a week ago or two weeks ago now, um, Kyir, Kyir said that he had, you know, he's been dealing with the, the, that, that ankle injury. Um, you know, I don't know much more about it because I'm not a, not a doctor. I couldn't explain it. <laughs> you know, you could give right. me a test on it and I'd fail it, but um you know, that's definitely something interesting for anybody that's listening to us is to go go find that and watch because it'll um, definitely it's on Twitter. It's on YouTube. Um, definitely go go watch that and see, you know, have that breakdown if you're interested in that. But um, that's something that, you know, does make it hard to cut on, does make it hard to kind of plant your foot, things like that. So um, I hope that he does turn out into something, but we probably won't see that until probably next year. That'll probably right. be something that that we'll see see what go, happens next year, but um, definitely at this point right now, I would rather be talking about James Cook than Brees Hall because it just seems like he's more he's more fit for the Joe Brady offense that we now have. Right, right. So you know when Ken Dorsey was here before, it was like they weren't even really using him or anything like that. So. Um, you know, but I, I know you have some of those stats that you can go over. I know he was still around the, you know, that 5.1 yards per carry yeah. that he has now. Right. But um, I know that in the last four games, he's had, you know, 16 receptions. Um, and then what, what did he have under under um, the 10 games for um, uh, Ken Dorsey? 24 receptions yeah. in 10 games. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're, talking, you're talking almost half the games, and he's already – at 16 receptions. So they're making that conceded effort to get him the ball. And I'm enjoying watching them put the ball or have him, Josh put the ball in his playmakers hands and taking what the defense is giving him, seeing what Joe Brady is scheming up for the ability for Josh Allen to get those, you know, uh, the ball in those players hands. Cause you never know. I mean, this week it could be a Dalton Kincaid game or a Diggs game or, you know, or it could be a Gabriel Davis game or anything like that. So he's taking over this offense and just kind of like masterminding what's going on on the field. And Josh Allen is able to run those things and get the ball in, in, in their, in, in his hands. So what else do you got for us on James Cook? Well, I do want to say Joe Brady is using James Cook, like how Georgia used him, not as a running back, but as a weapon. Some people say you can compare James Cook now to a Christian McCaffrey. I'm not going to go that far just yet. But he is under Joe. Him, he is second to him though in the in the NFL right now in in, in yards in though. rushing yards. Yes, and third and in nine. scrimmage yards to him yep. and Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Yep. He has 968 rushing yards, which is second in the NFL. Then he has 1,401 total scrimmage yards, which is third in the NFL. 
And I do have to make an apology to you because um, I said okay. I said you were crazy earlier in the year, um, you know, with because uh, you had said that you thought that James Cook was going to be over twelve hundred yards scrimmage yards. He right. may hit twelve hundred rushing yards, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I do have to make that little bit of an apology. I thought he'd be more more around the thousand mark, but I'm I'm happy that he's around the fourteen hundred. So I mean, definitely, um, definitely, definitely glad to see that. So go, go ahead and continue. Yeah, you know, James Cook is being used as a weapon now under Joe Brady in four games. Small, It's a smaller sample size to what we saw, what I just told everybody with the Ken Dorsey stats. But with four games, James Cook has 353 rushing yards and a touchdown. Then he has 16 receptions, 211 receiving yards with three touchdowns, which is an which combines to 564 total scrimmage yards in the last four games with four touchdowns which is a touchdown per game. Average scrimmage yards per game is 141. With a touchdown per game, he's averaging 88 rushing yards per game on average with 17 attempts. Then he's averaging four receptions off four targets with 52 receiving yards and a touchdown per game. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 some good, good, good use of your running back right there, your weapon there. <laughs> so, um you know, last thing on James Cook, I'm going to say is he he really does. He is starting to become more of a focal point of the offense, which is great to see because every year we've been, you know, we've been talking about it. Like, when are they going to be able to take the ball out of Josh's hands? When are they going to be able to, you know, not necessarily, not necessarily run the ball, but when are they going to be able to rely on other players other than Josh Allen or Steph Diggs? Right. So now you have the three guys. And, and as long as as long as James Cook continues to, you know, build on what what opportunities Joe Brady's giving him, what opportunities Josh Allen's giving to him, um, you know, on the field. Uh, I mean, the sky's the limit for for this team, you know, being able to have that two headed attack. So, uh, you know, a, a, as far as that goes, I'm glad I'm glad they finally have that. And, and to throw that also to show some love to Ty Johnson. I mean, you know, we said it earlier, six, six yards of carry. That like that's crazy, that, that, you know, and that makes that makes better use of your second, uh, your RB two, right? So, right. <laughs> I mean, that's it, it's definitely definitely nice to see what they what they're accomplishing right now, especially out of the bye. And it seems like Joe Brady's come on a mission after the bye to really get James Cook involved, and he did it a little bit more or a little bit in the Philly game, um, which you know had James Cook not drop that ball. We may not have punted. We may be talking about now the Bills have a chance to be 12 and five rather than, you know, 11 and six and have to win everything out or, you know, having that one game margin of error. So um, with that being said, I do want to get to our, our Twitter poll here. We did run, we did run a poll on Twitter. Um, do you have do you have those um, those numbers for me? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Let's see here. So the right Twitter here. poll itself was uh, based on what we're going to be getting into now where, where we're talking about, you know, rooting interests this week. Um, we're going to talk about some of the injury reports from those teams, things like that. But it was it was the question was, who do who do you, who do you as fans think that is going to help out the Bills the most this week? Right. Um, as far as wins. So I know we yeah. had what we had, we had the Buccaneers, we had yep, the, the Buccaneers, the Cowboys, the Steelers and the Falcons. The Cowboys. So, were the leading vote getter at 71% of the votes. So Matt, how do you feel about that? That's actually, you know, that was my vote too. Um, honestly. And I think the Cowboys are going to, with what I saw from the injury report from the dolphins and just looking at it before the show, like it, it, they had a lot of their players not practice. They had almost their entire offensive line out yesterday. Um, Tyreek Hill did not participate yesterday. He he was limited participation today. Um, but we'll definitely get to you know that injury stuff and everything like that. But I I really think the Cowboys are gonna gonna win. I, I really do. I think they're gonna they're gonna end up helping the Bills out because I think they're gonna come in as a pissed off team. And here's the thing. So Dak Prescott. We all knew he wasn't, isn't very good away from the, you know, the, uh, the dome in, in, in Dallas. Right. Right. So when it comes down to it, he came up here 
it it was 40 45 degrees it was rainy weather things like that so we know that he isn't very he's going down to miami now it's going to be like 78 to 90 90 degrees at, at kickoff for them so he's going to be in much more of his element there um and as long as it doesn't rain i give the edge to the cowboys because miami's entire offensive line is going to be out <laughs> like or is going to be is going to be injured whether they play or not that's that's still to be determined but um you know it comes down to it also Tyreek Hill still still a little bit injured um he said a couple weeks ago he thinks he's going to have to play on the rest of the season not be able to cut on it or you know go you know do the side to side stuff that he can he can really do so um you know and it, yeah and another, one of our viewers said that Dallas is now 3 and 4 on the road I think after this week, they're going to be four and four on the road this year, because I think that they're going to be able to step up. And not only are they pissed off from this bills game where they got held to nothing, <laughs> basically nothing. Um, I mean, three points until the last three minutes of the game. Like that's, that was a, a shellacking and they, they definitely, um, they definitely stepped up and, and, and did that. The bills took care of business. So um, with that being said, let's kind of get into the uh, rooting interests here. Um, so I'm going to start right with that Dolphins and um, that Dolphins and uh, uh, Cowboys game. Your the entire it, it almost seems like the entire team for the for the Dolphins here is, it, you know, it, it really, you know, and I'm going to share it on my screen here real quickly. So bear with me one second here. I'm just trying to find it here. Where and as you're loading that up, my vote for the poll was Dallas as well. You know, it's not going to be raining. It's not going to be 30. I think it was 41 degrees that kick off. It's as a, as a competitor, you know, you don't like being blown out like that. So I do right. expect Dallas to come back with more of a chip on their shoulder, especially in a warmer game, something they're more used to kind of, it's kind of going to feel like they're in a dome. Right. So I, that's right. my vote. For Dallas. Well, and, and so here's, here's the other thing before I get to the injury stuff is as far as Miami goes, they potentially can, if they lose out, they could, they also can potentially miss the playoffs. Like, right. which I, I am totally here for, like, <laughs> you know, if Miami, after all their stuff being in first place in the division all year, having one or two weeks where they've been number one in the, in the, uh, the conference all year and their fans just coming at the bills, bills, mafia and everything like that. And talking um, horrible about everything. And, you know, just saying that, Josh Allen's horrible. The Bills team is horrible. Fans are horrible. Everything, everything that goes with that on Twitter, that whether it's in spaces, whether it's, you know, or anything I've seen on Facebook, any of the stuff I've seen broken down on YouTube, I would totally be here for, for them, you know, missing the playoffs, to be honest with you. Like I would, I would absolutely love for them to be missing the playoffs. Well, so they have Dallas, they have the Ravens and they have us. So I could see them losing all three of those. There would be other stuff needing to happen, but um, just like the Bills, if the Bills went out, there's a 99.9% chance of them making the playoffs. They have to have, I think it's 16 different games go wrong for them to, not to make it. And if the Bills went out, they have to have one game, basically the next three weeks out of all the games go basically go right for them you know and i do I apologize about that i do apologize about that buzzer in the background i have a, a bud light goal light and uh, uh the sabers just scored again so um i i don't know what the score is of that game right now but um let's get to this injury report here real quickly um so you guys can see it on the screen here. Uh, I mean, this is this is one of the longest <laughs> injury reports I've seen. So you have players like Achan, who is limited pra participant today with a toe injury. He's pro he'll probably play, being limited. Um, Armstead, he's been hurt all year uh, since the Bills game, um, and he didn't didn't participate um, on on Wednesday. Limited participation today. Uh, Tyreek Hill with the ankle uh, didn't participate participate yesterday. Probably will be you know questionable up until game time. I would think um, just like last week, and they'll probably test him out on it, test the ankle out to see if it you know how it feels, and then make him make a game time decision. That's only my guess. I don't know because you can see over here it's unspecified. Um, 
Xavier Howard, Robert Hunt, Austin Jackson. Raheem Mostert did not practice either day. He he may be looking at, um, you know, being set out, but he did have a rest day in there as well. So at this point, who knows what, what is going to happen. But, I mean, as you get, get down further and further and further, um, you know, the injuries just keep piling up for the Dolphins. And then you come down to, you know, Dallas, Demarcus Lawrence, jo- uh, Jordan Lewis, rest, rest, um, you know, and then, uh, you know, Brandon Cooks, rest, um, their backup running back, limited participation on, on Wednesday. There's no update for today, unfortunately. Um, so, I mean, we'll definitely see what happens. It's more coming down to their more important players, Stephon Gilmore, are, we're out with a rest day than anything else. Whereas, whereas Miami is, you know, kind of, <laughs> kind of down bad right now on the injury front. So, um, you know, with that being said, I really think that they can, they can take care of, they can take care of uh, business this week, uh, the Cowboys. So what, what, how do you feel that game's going to go? I personally think that Dallas is going to win. They're the more healthier team. They're the more healthier team. They just got blown out. They're going to have more of a chip on their shoulder. They're still fighting. They're still trying to win their division as well, just like Miami, especially with the Philadelphia yeah, was, loss to Seattle. Seattle loss in the last 13 seconds of the game or whatever it was. <laughs> um, or Seattle wins. Yeah. That was, a, that was a heck of a two-throw sequence in there oh with a drop with a drop in there as well. I mean that that one he floated right to right to DK Metcalf was amazing. It won me my first round of my playoffs. Um hey, I was down I was down by I was down by three and then it was like a 40 yard catch at plus so it put me up 117 to 115. So I was pretty happy with that. But um definitely also glad to see that uh was happy to see Philly end up losing that game as well um on the uh Jackson Smith and Jigba touchdown that they had. But um with that being said, uh as far as Miami goes, Miami Dallas, I, I think Dallas is gonna beat them. That would give the Bills the one leg up um on the division as long as Buffalo takes care of uh takes care of business. And any of the stuff that we go through from here on out, as far as playoff scenarios, kind of ha- are, are relying on the Bills taking care of business and beating the Chargers and beating New England in Buffalo, and then going on the road and beating Miami that final week. That final that final game is probably going to end up being a Sunday night football game, the last last regular season game of the year. So, I'm I'm very excited to see that game. Um, you know, mean something for for a change, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I would have rather. I would have rather honestly had um I would have rather honestly had um you know it be sewn up early much earlier you know because it would have been nice it, yeah but this kind of stuff kind of brings a team together um you know kind of going through the the trials and tribulations of a season um and it really does it, it kind of brings the team together and you're starting to see that now especially with that tied on article that came out you're starting to see them rally around McDermott you're starting to see them rally around you know Joe Brady you're starting to see them rally around the, you know the team just kind of all come together and it's coming together at the right time too it so is. you know and before we do get any further I do want to let everybody know that we again we are um we are sponsored by Sons of Erie uh com. definitely check them out uh for any you know, they have the bills art art pieces and stuff like that. I know, um, I know that, um, I know that I, you're getting a piece. Um, yes, my I wife am. actually, here my, my wife, my wife actually bought me one for the basement for, uh, for, for Christmas. So, uh, mine's here uh, under the tree already. So I, I'm excited to open that. So definitely check them out. www.sonsofeerie.com. So, um, now let's go from there and let me, um, let me, uh, remove that. So the next one that really is a big deal um, is going to be Jacksonville and the Buccaneers. And let me preface this by saying, I don't care. Like in, in all of these scenarios, you really just need one of the, the four or five, six, seven. We just need those teams to get to one loss. Like Jacksonville, we need, those, we need those teams to get to seven losses. Is right. basically what it comes down to. So that gives the Bills like one of the playoff spots. So as much as as much as um, as much as teams can, I, I really want to see them get to the seventh loss. So 
we have the Jaguars Buccaneers game. Um, we do have a, a shorter injury list on both sides, but it does look like that the um, the Buccaneers are are a little bit healthier uh, going into that game. And Baker Mayfield coming off probably one of his better games of his career as well. I mean, he he was almost perfect in that game, you know, throwing for four touchdowns and and uh, th- over three hundred yards. And you know, he he played very very well. Uh, if I if I would say so myself. And um, you know, with that being said, I think that the Buccaneers can pull that off. That would bring you know them to now seven losses. Correct? Yes. Or would it be six? The Jaguars would go would have seven. So that would drop them. Yep, that would drop them down to eight and seven. And as far as you know, yes, they hold the tiebreaker over the Bills. But if they lose any of the last three games, the Jaguars, and this is one of the scenarios I was talking about. Let's say the Bills win out. Let's say something funky happens with the Chiefs, where they lose one of the last three games because they're not playing well either. No, Um, they're not. So, I mean, it, I could see it happening where they lose to maybe the Bengals. You know, if they let's say the Bengals lose this week to the Steelers. Great. That helps the Bills because right. that gets them. And then, you know, they go into Kansas City and they beat Kansas City. Who knows what happens? Football's weird like that. There's, a, you know, it's it's a random game as much as as much as people want to say it's it is fixed. And I've I've said some of the things, you know. Like a couple weeks ago in that Eagles game, I felt like that was the first time I've ever felt like a game was, you know, rigged in one way, shape or form. But, you know, as far as far as that goes, I, you know, it's so random and I could see the Chiefs losing one of their last three games. And that if the Bills went out, the Dolphins lose one of theirs to either the Cowboys or the or the Ravens, the Bills could actually be the second seed. Wouldn't that be nice? Considering at one point we we're five and five this season. Yeah. Talking about if we're going to make the playoffs and the next minute you know, we're talking, we have a chance at the division, possibly the second seed if some things go our way. Yeah. It's so nice to hear. No, it, it definitely is. And, it, it, you know, like I said, if the Bills do win out, they have a 99.9% chance of making the playoffs. So I, I really, you know, in my personal opinion, I think the Bills are going to end up making the playoffs but they have to, they do have to take care of business. They, they really do. So right. let's, uh, let's move on. So we need the Jaguar or Jaguars to lose this week. Um, as far we as need, go ahead, we need Atlanta to beat the Colts. The Colts are currently at eight and six, like Matt said earlier. We want all these teams to get to seven losses. So one more loss for the Colts would put them at their seventh loss. Yep. And then, uh, all- from yeah, go ahead. Okay, I was gonna say we also ahead, need Pat. the Browns. We also need the Browns to beat Houston. CJ Stroud's not playing. And once again, gotta get that team to another team to that seventh loss, which would put Houston at eight and seven as well. Mm-hmm. Then we also have the Patriots and the Broncos. Once again, want to get Broncos are actually seven and seven, so if we can just get them to another loss. It would be good, especially for us. It'll put that put them at seven and eight. We also need the Steelers over Cincinnati. They'll put Cincinnati at their seventh loss as well. And so I want to go back. I want it real quickly okay. before you move on. I, I do want to go back to that Browns uh, Houston game. So, and okay. here's here's the thing. So we want to at this point. I think we would want if the Bills are not going to lose any more games this year. Right. I think I have this right. But I think we're going to be um, we're going to be using we're going to be uh, we want Houston to win if we don't win if we if we're planning on winning out if we're if we're going to win out we want Cleveland to win I believe that's what it is is it because yes Cleveland would then have one more one more one more um, one more win than us right. Or I mean, they would they would end up. So you're trying to get as many teams to seven losses, right? Right, right. So you need them to, um, you need Cleveland to have as many losses as possible. You need to have Houston have as many losses as possible. It really comes down to the simple fact that, you know, it it really depends on who is who you're rooting for um, this week. So if you want the division. Or if you don't think you're going to be losing any, 
Um, you want Cleveland to win. Let me let me look it up real quick. Go ahead and take over from here. I'm going to look. Okay, it up yeah. Real quick. I think if we, I believe it is, if we are go- going to win our division, we want Cleveland to win. And if oh, we want Houston in this one is what Kevin just put in the chat. Okay, so we we go ahead, go ahead, Pat. Okay, go ahead, Pat. So we we want Houston to win this one to help us win the. If we ended up, if we don't lose a game, we want to win this one because that it helps us with the divisions, I believe, with the seating, with the four seating, because Cleveland loses. So I'm gonna I'm gonna end this right here. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> they, Yes, yeah, so that's exactly what okay, I think Kevin, Kevin in the chat. Thank you, Kevin. Um, you control your own destiny if Houston wins. That's what that's what I was trying to get at. Um, and and that's really what it comes down to is you control your own destiny if Houston wins. Um, so and that's that's basically you winning out. If you win out, you want Houston. If you don't think you're going to drop another game, you want Houston to win, or you want Houston to win. If you if you think you're going to lose another game, you want Cleveland to win. I personally don't think I personally don't think if I don't think that the Bills are going to lose another game. So we're going to be rooting for Houston in this game. That's right. that's the stance of this show is we don't think the Bills are going to lose another game. So what that comes down to is you're going to want Houston to win um this week because you want um you want to be able to control your own destiny. And that's really what it comes down to and I I do want to thank Kevin uh, Masseri from uh, the Going Deep Buffalo show definitely check out his show on replay from last night um, and check him out every week at seven on Wednesdays. So uh, for any of the, uh, the, this information that he's given us in the chat. So um, definitely want to thank him for that in the chat. Um, Thank you, Kevin. And uh, from there uh, we have, what other games do we have left? We have uh, Kansas city and then we have what? Cowboys in Miami. We already went over. Yeah. We already went over that. We have Cincinnati. Steelers over Cincinnati. So if the Steelers win, that puts Cincinnati at eight and seven. If Atlanta beats the Colts, it puts the Colts at eight and seven. The Bucks and Jaguars, which we already went over. The Patriots over Denver. We'll put Denver at seven and eight. Oh, Trevor Lawrence is out this weekend. That is actually very, very big, big for the Bills. Um, yes, it is. You know, that's some some breaking news from from Kevin Masseri there in the chat. Uh, so definitely, uh, definitely great that Trevor Lawrence is out this weekend. Never want to see anybody injured or ill or anything like that, right. but it definitely helps to see him go. Um, and I think CJ Beathard is their is their backup. So, you know, yeah, right. He played against Cincinnati. Yeah. Right. So I definitely, back. definitely want to see, see that. So I would like to see, you know, I would like to see the Raiders actually step up and beat the Kansas city chiefs this weekend. It'd be um, nice. That, that would be that would be huge. Um, so, basically, what it comes down to is you want Houston. If you're not going to lose any a, another single game, you want Houston to win. Um, you want you want the Steelers to win. Uh, you want the Falcons to win. You want the Buccaneers to win. You want the Patriots to win because uh, they're playing um, they're playing Denver. Denver. Um, that would kind of eliminate them in general. Uh, that would just help out in a ten and seven scenario. Uh, and then Dolphins, Cowboys, you want Cowboys to win and, um, Kansas city, you want the Raiders to win. Cause that'll help in seating. Um, if the bills were to win out and, uh, Dolphins were to lose one more. So definitely, definitely thank, um, definitely thank you for Kevin on Twitter for all that stuff. Uh, definitely check him out on Twitter and then as well as the going deep, uh, Buffalo podcast, um, right here on the built in Buffalo network every Wednesday at seven, um, for any of his great information, um, that he has with that being said, I do want to preview the, we do want to preview the bills and the chargers from this point. Cause that's really the, the main thing in this whole thing. Like we said before, it doesn't matter about any of the playoff scenarios if the bills don't win. So we want to make sure, you know, we want to talk about that. Um, Keenan Allen's going to be out for this game, which is huge for them. Um, they're going against Easton stick. <laughs> I, I mean, I, 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 there's not really much that I can say, um, that's going to be good for the chargers. They just, you know, they, the only thing that I will say is they did just fire Brandon Staley. So, and I know that teams do get that little bit of uptick, but you're more probably talking about 
better teams, right? So, like, right. if it was like, let's say the Bills were to fire Sean McDermott, not saying that's what it is, you would probably see them get that uptick in, you know, a winning, uh, you know, going going out and seeing them win at a, a higher clip at that point, or having a better, you know, better better probability to win because they're still a good team, and then their interim's coming in. And you did see that a little bit with the Joe Brady, the Ken Dorsey firing Joe Brady coming in um, thing, you know, when that happened. So I, as far as the Chargers go, I, I have nothing really great to say about them because Austin Eckler looks, you know, really – he looks like his age. He looks slow this year. Um, you know, Khalil Mack's still doing great things, but – Joey Bosa is probably out this game. Um, you know, they're, they're facing a decimated Chargers team in L.A., in warm weather, in, you know, those type of conditions where, you know, Josh Allen, when he was there last year, threw the ball all over the place, all over the Rams, at, at, you know, to start the season last year. And I could see this. I could see the same thing happening this year. I really could. Um, how do you feel about this game coming up, Pat? Well, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Nothing really nice to say about the Chargers. Keenan Allen's out, like you already said. Their offensive line is not that good, especially with Will Clap out. I know they're missing a couple more starters. We're fighting for a playoff spot. The Chargers are not really playing for anything. They just fired their head coach. They're starting quarterbacks out for the rest of the season. They're not really playing for anything, so I don't see this being a trap game because they're not in a playoff spot. That's just a decimated team. Like you said, Austin Eckler doesn't, you know, look like Austin Eckler. <laughs> Another one of the star players are out in Joey Bosa. I mean, their secondary is not that good. The only I mean, they traded, they, yeah. I mean, they traded one of their better pieces, even though he didn't look great earlier in the right. year, but they traded one of their better pieces earlier in the year in JC Jackson. And they traded him back to, back to new England. I'm not saying he's having a great year, but he was probably one of their better, you know, you know, other than Derwin James. Let's let's be serious. Derwin James is oh, yeah. pretty pretty good. <laughs> oh yeah, he's like, good. Yeah, he's good. Uh, That's like the only but, good uh, good player in their secondary. Yeah, but I I really think this you know this is going to be a big Bills win. Um, I do too. I can see Josh Allen having the the baseball cap on by the end of the third quarter. That would be I, nice. I, you know, I really. Really am excited to see what they can do against a, you know, lesser opponent with what Joe Brady has going on. Because you saw what they did against the Jets. You saw what they did against the Eagles. You saw what partially they could do against the Chiefs. And then you saw last week the, you know, the basically the blowout of the, the Cowboys. So I, I'm excited to see this this one um, personally. Uh, so. What do you have for a score prediction for us, Pat? Well, earlier, like I broke down the James Cook stat, stats this season. I also have a prediction for his stat line, breaking yeah, down ahead. per his averages. I have James Cook at 17 attempts, 91 rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown with the, to go with four targets, four receptions, and 37 yards. I think this is going to be a game where we're going to see Josh Allen in a ball cap. Maybe early fourth quarter, maybe late third quarter. I my score prediction for this one is a thirty-five to twenty game for Buffalo. I just don't see I'm, McDermott and McDermott's defense is good against inexperienced quarterbacks, and that's kind of what we're that's what we're going up against. Yeah. I just don't see a world where I do see this being a Stefan Diggs game. Where we do see Diggs get over 100 yards, I believe he needs 146 to get to 10,000 career receiving yards. I think yep. we're trying to make it more of an effort to get him that this week. I don't see how the Chargers can stop us. So yeah, my score prediction is 35 to 20. See, and I'm I'm going to be a little bit, you know, I I know I kind of put some bad juju out there all year, but um, I'm hoping I can turn it around with this one. But um, you know, I I really do do feel like this is going to be a you know. 35 38 to, to three type game. I, I really don't see the, the Chargers even really moving the ball on the Bills. They don't have a lot. Quentin Quentin Johnston is not what they thought he was going to be. He's not coming along as fast as they as fast as they thought he would. Um Austin Eckler, like we said, 
yes, he's still got the leg strength. He can still, you know, pick up a couple of yards here and there, but he's not looking like the Austin Eckler of even last year. He's not, he's looking old. He's looking, you know, kind of run down a little bit and, you know, they don't, they, they do have Joshua Palmer out there, but again, you have players, Ty, Ty, uh, Ty or, um, I'm sorry, um, Taron Johnson, um, you have Rasul Douglas, you have, um, you know, you have Benford, you have even Dane Jackson. Those guys are going to, sh- those guys are going to shut these guys down. Cause you, you don't have, they're not playing with a true number one receiver. They're going to have really no, no real way to move the ball. Right. I really don't see them moving the ball very much at all on the, on the bills. So I really think it's going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to say my, my score prediction is going to be 38 to three, um, you know, bills win in a big one, um, you know, and that'd be nice kind of move into the, the next week and uh, you know, against new England. And, and we'll be talking about that previewing that game next week as well. Um, for the last segment, I do want to get into, you know, uh, you know, the, uh, our, you know, our weekly, you know, gambling segment. So, um, I have I have everything pulled up on, on, on my phone with FanDuel here. So give me one okay. second while I log back in because uh, it while, logged me out. So go ahead. And while you're doing that, I'll just give my keys to victory. My yeah. first key to victory is going to be have a clean game. Don't have any turnovers. You don't want to keep a team. Even though they're struggling, they're decimated. You don't want to keep them in the game. You don't want to give them short field. You don't want You don't want them to think they have a chance in this one. And I believe the Bills are 16 and 0 when Josh Allen does not have a turnover since 2020, if that's mm-hmm. correct. And so that's my first key to victory. My second key to victory is just going to be play a disciplined defense. You know, Easton Stick, not experienced quarterback. You know, he's going to run a bit. We, we saw a bit of it last week. He's going to try running. Don't let him run. Keep him in the pocket. Just frustrate him all day. Constant pressure. And that's all I have. Yeah. I mean, there's really not many, (laughs) there's not many keys to victory against this team. So, I mean, I I know you're, you're struggling to get some of them out there, but man, let me tell you, I I really don't see any struggle this week. I, I, you know, had, had Justin Herbert been in, had Keenan Allen been in, had, um, you know, Mike Williams even been in, had he not gotten hurt in this game, had this been played, you know, week two, you could have probably said this might be, yeah, no, absolutely. But at this point right now in the year, you have an Easton stick, you have, have, you know, you fired your head coach. Um, Yes. Kellen Moore is still, still there. So the offense really isn't going to change much, but you know, unfortunately it's, it's at this point right now, there's really not much that to say about it. There's no, just play, play your style of games. No penalty. Like don't take a lot of penalties. Don't let them stay in the game. Keep your foot, keep your foot on the gas and just go and get up and then sit Josh for the fourth quarter. Like that, right. that's really, that's really all you can that's do it. at this point, you know? So with that being said, um, again, I'm going to, I'm going to keep it like, like we did this, this past week. Um, okay. and the week prior, um, we have your passing props. Uh, do we want to do Easton stick? Or do we want to do Josh Allen? Let's do Josh Allen. Yeah, we're, let's just stick with Josh Allen on that one. So do we want to go over or under 243 and a half? I'm going to go with the over. Like I said a bit earlier, I feel like we're going to give it more of an effort to get Stefan Diggs at 146 receiving yards. So let's go with the over. And then do we want to go with, uh, do we want to go with passing touchdowns or do we want to go with something different this week? Let's go with something different. Okay. So I'm going to give you um, the the players right now that are actually there for us um, okay. on fan, on FanDuel for receiving yards. Pick okay. two again. You have Eckler, you have Diggs, you have Davis, you have Cook, and you have Kincaid. Let's go with Diggs and Eckler. Okay. Diggs, I'm going to assume we're taking the over because we we want we think there's going to be a more conceded effort maybe to get him right. the ball a little bit to get the you know in this type of game. So I know records aren't a big thing or anything like that, but you know hitting that milestone, you know you never know what Josh and Diggs are talking about to try and get him that that milestone or get him a little bit closer. Right. I, I more see it being more of an 80 yard game personally, but 
is still above that above that uh, sixty-seven and a half. So, um, and who was the other one you said? Austin Eckler, thirty and a half over under. I'm going with the over. Okay, I'm going to go with the over. Just a cheap little dump pass here and there, pretty often. Not really going to have anything else to, to where to throw the ball. I'll take the over. Okay. Now, rushing. Okay. Eckler, Allen, or Cook? Let's go with James Cook. 71 and a half. 71 and a half? Well, off my projections, I did say 91. So I'm going to go with the over. Okay, perfect. And then um, for our last one, we are going to do something a little bit different. Okay. We are going to – I'm going to give you – do we want to go spread? Do we want to go money line? Or do we want to go total? Let's go total. Over under 43 and a half. Well, I have us winning 35 to 20, so that's 55. You have us at 38 to 3. 38 to 3, um, which is only 41. 41. We're not the type of team that runs up the score on people. We're not that type of team. We just chew the. I'm gonna go with the under. Okay, you're gonna go against your prediction of the game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, I was gonna take the under as well. So uh, yeah, I really don't like we said before. I you know that one is is a tough one because I really don't think there is any way that that the Chargers do anything really against the Bills. Um, right. Maybe in their first drive, maybe because you're you're talking about like when, like we talked about last week is those scripted plays that kind of seem to give the bills a little bit of an issue. And then they, after the, that first drive, they shut everything down. But right. with that being said, um, I just want to go over this real quickly. So we took okay. Josh Allen over two fifty or two forty three and a half. Stefan Diggs, 67 and a half over Austin Eckler over 30 and a half. James cook over 71 and a half rushing yards. And then under for the total points in the game in, in the match or in the in the game, 43 and a half for a plus 2784. So it's a one in 27.84 odds of so basically one dollar wins $27.84. You put ten dollars on it, it's gonna win you $270, uh, $278 and uh and 40 cents. So definitely a definitely a good one. I'm going to post that on the uh, Buffalo Basement Twitter page, uh, which you can find uh, on Twitter and everything like that at Buffalo Basement Pod. Um, you can see it right. Uh, let me shut down that. You can see it right on the uh, on the screen there next to my name. Um, I will also retweet it and everything um, through mine, and I know Pat will do his. Yep. Um, but then I do also have a, um, you know, just like last week, I do have a and a, a, a should hit like almost a guaranteed hit again. Okay. Josh Allen, again, they keep giving these, you know, low rushing props for him. Um, he's at 31 and a half. I'm Good taking deal, the man. over all day long on that because, it, you know, Josh Allen, he runs a couple of times. He can hit that. If, you right. know, if he, if they decide to play man rather than zone, I could see Tim, you know, picking that up on, on one play. So right. um, I would definitely take that. Um, I would definitely take that. And uh, it's minus 114 right now. So it, it definitely, you know, not telling anybody what to do or anything like that, but I would, I would definitely, uh, um, you know, put some money on that if you, if you can. So um, with that being said, um, what are your final takeaways of everything that we talked about tonight and um, uh, moving forward for us for next week? Moving forward next week, we will discuss the upcoming the recap of the Bills Chargers game. We'll go more into the rooting interest. Hopefully, a few of these games, if not all of them, go our way. We'll talk a little bit about New England, the upcoming New England game. And hopefully, you know, we're one inch, we're one step closer to taking the AFC East in week 18. Yeah, that's definitely definitely what I hope for. And uh, Pat, again, thank you so much for joining me okay. tonight. I do want to let everybody know, again, we are uh, presented here tonight by uh, Sons of Erie, www.sonsoferie.com. Definitely check them out. Um, we are here on the Built in Buffalo podcast network. So 
stay tuned for uh, after our show here uh, at 8.30. We have uh, Witty Not Funny Sports Live uh, upcoming uh, at 8.30, so definitely check them out. Great show to listen to themselves, uh, so definitely check them out. Uh, like I said before, uh, the Going Deep uh, podcast or Going Deep Buffalo podcast um, will be is on Wednesdays at 7 p.m., so definitely check them out. And go to the Built, Built in Buffalo YouTube page for any and all other uh, content that that the Built in Buffalo Network offers, and any of the other great guys on there. So definitely check all of those podcasts out. Follow them. Subscribe. Subscribe to the Buffalo uh, Built in Buffalo uh, Built in Buffalo Podcast uh, Network on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter to keep updated. And uh, again, thank you everybody to join us. Thank you for you know being in the comments. Um, definitely appreciate everybody there. Uh, and uh, again, Pat, thank you so much for joining me again. And oh, thank uh, you for having me. Going on going on this ride with us here. So um, from, from everybody here at the built in Buffalo uh, network on the built in Buffalo podcast network, uh, definitely uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, we will see you next Thursday and ho- hopefully, you know, fingers crossed again, we are talking about a bills win and them staying alive. So, and hopefully more things go right for them this week. So with that being said from us here at the built uh, at built uh, at Buffalo basement podcast on the Buffalo built in Buffalo network. Um, Merry Christmas and uh, uh, happy holidays to everybody out there. Happy holidays. Go Bills. Have a good night. Go Bills. Have a good night.